0: Greetings and salutations, this is Blue Swim, and we are live on Spreaker.com and on Spreaker's podcast, Player App, and we are going to be doing episode 20, 2020, of FOMO's Amofo, a video game collecting podcast. Well, now, yeah, there's been some fun stuff to talk about since uh, the last episode, and um, am I even still live? okay I hope I'm still alive technical difficulties maybe potentially possibly who knows oh great, there goes my net <sighs> wonder if this is even recording. Okay. Are we still live on Springer.com? Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Let's see. Do Okay, yeah, we are live. I think. Possibly, potentially. Okay. Okay, I am just Making sure everything is as it should be. Oh, boy. Don't you love technical difficulties? Okay, maybe I need to hit up a music break while I uh, make sure everything is still working properly. Back in a moment. Okay, so if this thing is still live, and I have no idea whether it is or not, uh, yeah, net dropped out, uh, just general having some, uh, technical difficulties. Uh, I don't know that I am actually, actually broadcasting or not. And, um, need to take another minute to, uh, make sure I'm doing this right, and if not, Uh, I might just have to record it offline, and then you will find it on the stream or on the feed or whatever whenever it's done. I was hoping to do this live. I'm trying to do this live. Don't know how it's actually working out. So uh, give me a minute. Give me a minute or two. I'll be back. All right. So apparently we are live on sprinkler.com. At least for the moment. This music makes me think of like Command and Conquer Red Alert. Just sounds like something that would have been playing in the background of that. <laughs> Durr, 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 durr. Okay, this is gonna go on for another 40 seconds, forget it. <laughs> I'm impatient. Well, technical difficulties will do that to you. Okay, so basically, the plan is this if I have any more issues with the live stream, I'm just gonna have to record it offline. And if I don't have any more issues with the stream, then we're just going to do this live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> okay, so um we are pretty much set to go July 14th, 2022. Okay. All right, let's Let's give this a shot. Hopefully the fan that's going in the background is not loud enough to really cause a problem. It gets hot in here. Uh, Okay. One last swig. Okay. We are about ready to roll. With Fumos Mofo, episode 20. July 14th, 2022, this is FOMO's A Mofo, a video game collecting podcast. Coming up on today's episode, a new Nintendo Switch is revealed, God of War Ragnarok really is confirmed for 2022, and Ubisoft causes a stir for digital game buyers. Welcome to FOMO's and Mofo, a video game collecting podcast, episode 20. I am your host, Blue Swim, and this marks the 6-month anniversary of the podcast. So, yeah, I really did want to do some sort of a live stream today. Uh, yeah, and uh, speaking of live streams, we are live, or at the very least we are kind of fluttering in and out, on Spreaker.com and on Spreaker's podcast player app. As well as streaming digitally after the fact on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, uh, CastBox, and Savon. So plenty of places to find the show. So yeah, six months of doing a podcast all by myself. Let me tell you, you know, it's been a challenge. I mean, it's it's been a challenge to kind of keep you know, keep at it. You know, there's a lot going on in my life, a lot of stuff that I just kind of want to take a breather from, and the the show is a great way of doing that. And unfortunately, also, it takes a lot of work to uh, grab a mic and uh, do a show like this. You know, I have to put together an outline, make sure I actually know everything I intend to talk about. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I, I try to absorb as much of this video game info as I can like a sponge but sometimes uh, some drips out but um, thank you for listening for however long you've been doing so and um, I'm going to uh, keep at this for the foreseeable future (sighs) you know it's been tough because there's been weeks where I've had like maybe one download, one or two downloads in like the span of a week or even longer than that and it's like you start wondering, should I keep going at, at it? Should I just back off from it? And, you know, it, it's there have been times when I've really had to push myself forward with it. And, you know, it's like, every, you know, I stress about, you know, putting the show together right and, you know, getting the music sorted out, getting the outline, you know, factually correct and stuff like that. And, you know, it does take a lot of work, but whenever i go live whenever i'm doing the show like this you know it's like oh yeah this is why i i keep at it this is why i push on through the times where things get frustrating or depressing or something like that you know because this is this is fun for me you know i grew up listening to radio all the time you know um I grew up outside of D.C. I was listening to uh, radio personalities like, you know, Howard Stern, G. Gordon Liddy, um, uh, like Don and Mike. Uh, they were big ones when I was uh, growing up, at least in the area. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, I always wanted to be on the radio. And, you know, actually, I uh, I interned a little bit at a radio station once, uh, got to play you tracks on air um but uh they basically wanted wanted me to like intern for like six months or something like that unpaid (laughs) yeah no uh yeah that's the uh suckers rate the uh you're getting taken advantage of just so you can uh claim to have actual real world experience yeah don't fall for that shit too many people are willing to work for free i'm working for uh Let's see if I earned two dollars and fifty cents doing this show yet. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, radio has been a passion of mine for quite some time, and I've you know I was doing a podcast over with um, Robert Allen and and crew over at Tech Gaming tech dot com, and we kind of got on hiatus with that, and um, you know it's one of these voids in my life that I've been really wanting to fill and you know, do something new. And I finally figured out how to go about doing a podcast. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, I it, when you are just completely starting out, at least when it comes to making your own show, it's really fucking intimidating. So when you can find some place or some service where you can just kind of streamline, you know, the uh, the distribution of it, and you know recording episodes doesn't take that much trouble as far as you know sorting things out i mean i've had some technical difficulties here and there but you know uh just getting a show recorded is not as difficult as i was expecting it to be you know it's like i this is just basically just turned into fun for me and um you know it's it's been so easy to get to get things rolling with it and um I'm just, I'm glad to be, you know, still sitting here podcasting six months later, and, uh, here's to another six months, and hopefully beyond. Now, speaking of beyond, we have collecting news coming up with news of a new Nintendo Switch. You'll find out about that one. Uh, as well as the release date for God of War Ragnarok. And, uh, we'll go over the special editions of that as well. Um... Unfortunately, it's another one of those things that uh, doesn't ship with a game disc. Yeah. Uh, Make room in your virtual fridge, everybody. Uh, We'll have news on Bayonetta 3. And uh, some more stuff as well. And uh, we're going to close collecting news with an exclusive that yours truly found out. (laughs) Exclusive. A FOMO's A Mofo Exclusive. You know, that sounded pretty good just just right here, right now. So uh, if any of you game companies out there want to have me do an exclusive, uh, I'd be more than happy to. Just retweet it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty reasonable, dude. You don't even have to send me a free copy or anything. I mean, you can if you want. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm pretty easy to work with. At least I hope I am. Anyways, moving on after that, we will have new releases, including uh, a big, unfortunately digital-only title here in the US, uh, a new DLC character for a popular fighting game, and more. Then, in pickups and impressions, I will give my thoughts on the physical version of Death Smiles 1 plus 2. Yeah, and that's actually going to be a pretty good surprise, to tell you the truth. And that will be a show. So, on that note, we are going to get rolling with the show in just a moment. One quick break, and we are off to the races with collecting news. And as usual, if you are listening live, you don't get the ad. Hooray! (laughs) Okay, I think everything was looking okay as far as the live stream goes, so we will carry on. Let's start with collecting news, and the first thing on collecting news is the announcement of a brand new Nintendo Switch OLED. Uh, no, 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 not like a completely different hardware revision. Uh well I'm talking about the Splatoon 3 Switch OLED. This is the first customized special edition bundle whatever for the Nintendo Switch OLED and it is for Splatoon 3. And this one has some pretty nice like two-tone like trans like transitioning two-tone colored uh joy cons one of which uh the one on the left being like blue to purple like think like the uh legend of zelda uh skyward sword joy cons imagine like those two colors in one but they kind of transition halfway through and you also have a whole bunch of splats and uh all all sorts of (laughs) splatoon-esque uh, graphics worked into there as well, and then the other Joy-Con is a yellow transitioning down to, into green uh, Joy-Con with again more artwork on it, and it looks pretty snazzy. And it comes with a dock with a bright yellow splotch on it and a whole bunch of like different logos, and um, various split again various Splatoon art elements or assets. And the, um, that theme continues over to the back of the system, which has all sorts of nifty artwork on the back of the, um, the tablet itself and on the backs of each of the Joy-Cons. I think there's like some tentacle-esque textures or suction, ca- suction uh, pods or whatever uh, on the back of the controller. So those look really neat. And this is going to run you, I believe, $10 more Then the standard Switch OLED, I think this is going to be $359.99. But that being said, it does look really, really good. And uh, it does not include Splatoon 3. I mean, granted, you know, this actually kind of works out okay, because if it was a pack-in, it would probably just be a digital code anyway. So, yeah, fuck it. But anyways, moving on. There's also a pro controller coming out with the uh, Splatoon three esque splotches and colors and whatnot, and um, that is going to run you seventy five bucks. And again, it has like splotches of the uh, the ink uh, mixed in with various uh, brands and logos from Splatoon. And the handles are blue on the left and like a neon yellow on the or neon green ish yellow ish color um on the uh the right hand grip so not bad not bad at all um 75 bucks for a controller i mean it's pretty damn good but still and last but not least there is going to be a splatoon 3 uh let's see what they call it specifically the case and screen carrying case and screen protector oh (laughs) i thought it was going to have some fancy schmancy title to it and instead it's just completely ordinary but fortunately, it looks really neat. It's again working in various uh, like inkling shapes and you know splotches and logos and stuff like that on a uh, like a gray or gray or white background depending on how it actually looks in full daylight. And one half of the zipper is neon green. the other half is the blue that I just mentioned. It looks really neat, and that's going to run you 25 bucks. It works with the OLED and the original Switch, and it includes one screen protector for each model. So that's not too bad. I mean, I think those kinds of screen protectors are adhesive-based. So, I mean, it's not necessarily the kind I like to use. I like to use the uh, like the static cling kind or whatever. Like the uh, the glass type. I mean, it's like, once I put that on my Switch OLED, it's like I felt like, okay, now I can use it without worrying about it. <laughs> but um, all of those are going to be available on August 26th. So not too long of a wait, just about a month and a half. And... Um, One thing that you are going to have to wait a little bit longer for, but not as long as you were probably expecting, is God of War Ragnarok for the PS4 and PS5. It actually has an official release date. And as some of you who pay attention on social media may have known, there has been this just I guess you'd say pandemonium within the God of War community, where everybody was expecting this to get delayed to 2023. I mean, it's it's been a lot of things that have gotten delayed, you know, working at home, you know, I mean, it, it just, it happens. You know, I mean, schedules have just kind of gone out the window in the pandemic era. But apparently, it's officially, officially official that God of War Ragnarok will apparently release on November 9th and you can also get God of War Ragnarok in the collector's edition or the okay let's see here i go fucking up another another name again uh the either jortnar or Jortnar. i i i, I just just work with me here uh, you can get one of those two special editions and uh basically the uh the first one the collector's edition has Let me zoom in a little bit more so I can actually see the details of it. Okay, this has... The Steelbook Display Case, parentheses. No game disc included. Seriously. What the fuck is it with collector's editions that don't actually have the fucking game? You're giving a Steelbook when you don't have a physical copy of the game coming with it. What's the fucking point? Are people going to buy this twice? I mean, I don't know why they even would, because it comes with a full game download for PS4 and PS5. There is so much in gaming these day, in this day and age that just feels completely tone-deaf. Like a whole bunch of non gamers think, let's do this thing. Oh, people will love it because other people in other I- industries love it. And then you get these things and it's like, what the fuck were they thinking? Well let me let me say it right here and right now. What the fuck were they thinking? Why would you want a steelbook case for the game when you don't even give it a physical copy to go in the steelbook? It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Anyways, moving on, you get uh, two-inch varnier Twin carvings that go along with it. Um, you get a Knowledge Keeper's Shrine, which is, a, I guess, a fancy way of saying the collector's box. Uh, you get a Dwarven Dice Set, which looks neat-ish. I don't know if you can use them with D&D or not. Uh, Then you also get a 16-inch Mjolnir. I don't know if I got that one right. I've never been able to get that one right. A replica of Mjolnir, the uh, legendary hammer of Thor or something like that. (sighs) And then you have some digital goodies along with this uh, collector's edition, including the uh, Darkdale armor, the Darkdale axe grip, And the Darkdale Blades handles. And the uh, Darkdale Attire cosmetic. Okay. Then you have, like I said, the full game for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. The Avatar set, a Dark Horse digital digital mini art book, a PlayStation 4 theme, and the official God of War Ragnarok digital soundtrack. I'm okay with the digital soundtracks. I don't like those quite as much as I do like having an actual physical CD. But um, I can't fault them for doing the digital soundtrack because maybe that gives more tracks than you'd normally get from a CD-based version. Who knows? But seriously, what's the point of paying $200 for the collector's edition when it doesn't come with the physical disc? But it does come with a steelbook case. Oh, boy. You can only tolerate so much digital. Anyways. Now, there's also, like I said, the uh I'm gonna pronounce it Yortnar just just in case I'm actually getting it right. I'm probably not. But anyways, this uh this edition comes with the uh the Knowledge Keeper Shrine, the Munolniar replica, the dice. Or wait, it's a different kind of dice, I guess. Well anyways, it comes with uh Brock's dice set. The uh, Yggdrasil cloth map, a uh, cloth map, excuse me. A legendary Dropen uh, Dropnir ring. Now, you can tell I failed Greek mythology on this one. <laughs> uh, the two-inch uh, Varnir twins carvings again. Uh, the steelbook display case again, no disc included. A Falcon, Bear, and Wolf pin set. That looks kind of neat, actually. And for all you vinyl collectors out there, a 7-inch vinyl record of music by Bear McCreary. Well, something else. And let's see. And it also includes the uh, same digital goodies as the last version as well. And that's going to be $260. So if you uh, want some extra... God of War vinyl in your life, uh, that's the edition to get. But if you want a physical game disc, uh, yeah, you're just going to have to get the standard edition. It's stupid. It is so fucking stupid. Uh, Speaking of so fucking stupid, let's get to this Ubisoft Assassin's Creed Liberation HD bullshit. So, um, basically, Ubisoft said that several titles were no longer going to be available for purchase or accessible on Steam uh, starting in September. I believe that also affected, in addition to the Assassin's Creed game, I want to say Far Cry 3? And maybe one of the uh, Splinter Cell games? I could be wrong about that one. But basically some older titles that were kind of starting to get sunsetted. Um, Well, basically... uh, Ubisoft was going to basically remove your ability to play them on Steam. Entirely. You see, this is why this show exists. I support physical game collecting because you can't just wake up one day and have a video game publisher decide you can't play this game that you quote-unquote bought with money. I mean it, it seriously. It, it this is something I had an issue with. Um like with the terminology here. It's like when you when you buy a digital game on a service like Steam, okay, let's not let's not bullshit here. There are terms of service you have to agree to when you hit buy on these things. They're basically telling you you're buying a digital license for this stuff, okay? That's 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 not in debate. But what is kind of sketchy about this is when they say that you are buying the game. When you are specifically buying Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. When you buy something, when you buy... Um, when you buy a music CD, when you buy a vinyl, when you buy it, you bought You bought it. You bought that copy of it. It is in your hands. The record label can't say eh, give it back. You're not agreeing to some terms of service that basically gives all the advantage to the company you're doing business with and none of it to you. That physical copy, that's yours. That is yours. I mean, now granted, there's some things within reason you can't do with it, you can't reproduce it you know you can't you know pass it around for free on the internet i mean stuff like that yeah you can't do but that physical copy that's yours you know the ownership of that one particular copy maybe not necessarily the uh, ip rights to all the software within it but that one individual copy is yours and that's the problem with the digital future, is because when you have a company like Ubisoft that, just for shits and fucking giggles or whatever, wants to take away your software that you have paid the money for, guess what? It's in the terms of service. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It sucks. This is what holds gamers back more than any other media or form of entertainment from fully adopting the digital future you know streaming shows online on netflix it's super convenient i must admit you know i've been making my way through coming uh, can't communicate which is an excellent excellent anime i might add and you know that's the great part about netflix you can just press a button watch a show right on your tv I mean, I, I still like physical media collecting for, you know, movies and TV shows and music and stuff like that, but I understand the convenience of something like, something like Netflix, something like uh, Amazon uh, Prime Music, where, you know, you just have a subscription service, you hit play on this one song by this one artist that you don't have any music by on CD, and guess what? You're listening to the track. That's convenient. I get that. But the problem with games is that you have shit like this. You have shit where you specifically digitally buy a game, and then for no apparent reason whatsoever, companies decide to remove your access to it. When you buy a, a show digitally online, uh, you'll have... I mean, there, there's always the potential for this, but it doesn't seem like it happens nearly as often as gaming tries to do it. It's like, gaming, they just want to keep keep you buying these games over and over and over and over again. And thanks to suckers like me, sometimes we often do. I double-dip on on games probably far too often. But sometimes it's just convenient when better hardware comes along. But, you know... I mean it's like it's it's just frustrating as hell because we are just going headfirst towards that digital future and this is the kind of bullshit that's going to become the norm. And I'm just going to sit here and probably physically collect games for as long as I probably possibly can, like until physical media for game consoles disappears. You know, I'm going to stick around. I mean it's there's a very realistic possibility that you know, when physical game collecting ends, maybe my willingness to keep up with gaming in general will end. I mean, it could go the Netflix way. I mean, I know, yeah, I've, I, I've been very complimentary towards Xbox Games pa- uh, Game Pass. They've done an excellent job of providing an obvious value to digital gamers, but. It's different when you are subscribing to a service where you expect content to change as licenses expire and whatnot, and it's another when you are paying thirty bucks to get this one game and then a publisher decides, yeah, uh no, it's it's not gonna work no not 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 gonna happen anymore. Uh give us some more money or play the game on Ubisoft Connect and now granted that's exactly what happened in this case, basically. When you buy the game on Steam, it comes with a key on Ubisoft's digital service as well. Is it Uplay? I I don't know. Something like that. And um, so basically they were trying to transition people that bought these games over to their their proprietary uh, online game service or digital game service. And again, it's tone deaf. It's like nobody in this... In, in that entire company thought we shouldn't do this because it's going to piss people off. It's going to fuck up our reputation and you know, it's going to cost us business. I mean, it's like there is a complete lack of common sense in the corporate end of video games. It's entirely obsessed with profits. It does not even stop to consider that some of the decisions that they make are going to fuck the company over. Are not going to go over well. And it's just going to damage your reputation. It's just sheer incompetence. Well, anyways, Ubisoft eventually did back down on removing access to these titles, but apparently... Some or, or possibly all of the DLC will apparently still be removed. I don't know if that means the access is going to get removed to it or what. Not 100% certain on that. But it's a bad situation all around. This is why you need to resist the digital future of games as much as you possibly can. Well, let's talk about something a little bit more upbeat, like the announcement of NBA 2K23. This got announced on the uh, same platforms as last year. I think it's going to be on PC, uh, Switch, probably PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X, and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, I I believe it's all the same platforms as last year. And you're going to have a... uh, special edition or two that is definitely going to be of interest because the uh, cover athlete for the uh, standard edition is going to be uh, Devin Booker, but the special edition, the special Jordan edition of NBA 2K23 is going to feature Michael Jordan himself. And that the uh, Jordan edition is going to be 100 bucks or $99.99 to be exact. And there's also going to be a championship edition for $150, and that one has uh, Jordan's jersey hanging up on the cover of it. Neat stuff. Neat stuff. I'm I'm a complete sucker for Michael Jordan. It's like he was my introduction to the NBA when I was growing up, and that's what got me interested in playing like NBA Jam and you know playing NBA 2K when that came about. It's like I, I'm a complete sucker. For Michael Jordan, for Ken Griffey Jr., for Cal Ripken, you know, athletes like that. Wayne Gretzky. It's like the names that I'm familiar with from, you know, growing up and seeing like these licensed games with them on the cover. It's like stuff like that, you know, really makes me nostalgic. And um, let me tell you, this championship edition, it's uh, it's beefy, dude okay let me show you or let me let me tell you it's radio i can't show you uh but basically it is going to come with and this is the uh, the um uh, uh this is the uh xbox version of nba 2k it's going to come with it on xbox one on xbox series x and s uh, it's going to have 100,000 virtual currency, 10,000 My Team points, 10 My Team tokens, uh, Sapphire, Devin Booker, and Ruby, Michael Jordan, My Team cards. Those are kind of like the uh, the uh, Diamond Dynasty cards from MLP The Show or the um, Football Ultimate Team from FIFA, or FIFA Ultimate Team. Uh, 23 My Team promo packs. Uh, you receive 10 at launch plus an, an Amethyst topper pack then two per week for 6 weeks uh free agent option in my team pack uh diamond jordan shoe in my team uh diamond let me try this again diamond jordan shoe my team card a ruby coach card my team pack 10 boosts for each my career skill boost type <sighs> i'm i'm starting to figure out another thing that's wrong with gaming uh, <laughs> <laughs> 10 boosts for each Gatorade boost type. Four cover athlete t shirts for your My Player. My Player backpack and arm sleeve. Custom designed skateboard for the My Player mode where you can roam around and bump into people and play basketball. Uh, one two hour double XP coin. A Michael Jordan themed goat cart. <laughs> Not a real one, a digital one. 10% XP boost on my team and my career season progression. And here's why I listed everything else, because this is like the one thing that is really going to push this edition for me personally, because I'm a sucker for stuff like this. That extra 50 bucks over the championship edition, or was it the uh, the Jordan edition, excuse me, it's going to net you 12 months of NBA League Pass. That's like the uh, MLB.TV or NFL's Sunday Ticket or whatever it's called. Yeah, basically you can stream all the uh, out-of-market games whenever you want for 50 bucks extra. And you get everything else that I just mentioned for NBA 2K23. Now, if I'm correct, I think that, uh, that subscription is probably about $100 and $150 bucks to begin with. So this is a great, great incentive to, uh, to uh, put a little extra money towards it and get a lot of NBA basketball to, uh, to keep you entertained. And apparently if you pre-order at GameStop, you can get 5,000 virtual currency, 5,000 My Team's points, uh, 10 My Team promo packs delivered one a week, uh, a boost for each career skill type, a boost for each Gatorade boost type, a Devin Booker My Player Jersey, and a 95-rated Devin Booker My Team Free Agent card. You know, I I wish those uh, card-collecting modes in sports games weren't so microtransaction-fueled, because it's actually really neat. I love the idea of gathering these cards and making a team and, you know, taking on... uh, Well, I prefer to do it in, uh, like, offline, single-player, career, season mode, special mode, something like that like the offline version of Diamond Dynasty. You know, I I mean, I love modes like that in sports games. I just wish that there was more of a stronger uh, offline focus and a uh, complete lack of microtransactions to really enjoy the mode. But it's like when you are playing MLB The Show and you want some cards, it's a fucking grind if you don't want to open your wallet. Oh, boy. Well, anyways, moving on, we got some news of a new Kirby game. This being Kirby's Dream Buffet. And uh, this is apparently an eShop exclusive translation, digital only. Uh, <laughs> Kirby game coming this summer. And it basically revolves around the idea of racing through stages and eating strawberries to make Kirby get bigger. And when he gets bigger, he rolls faster. And when you roll faster, you win the race quicker or something like that. I mean, it's... It's quirky, it's unusual, but it's just the right kind of Nintendo quirky where I think this could potentially be like a sleeper hit of the summer if it turns out half as well as I'm expecting. And uh, you can play it with up to uh, four players and four CPUs. And um, we haven't seen a ton of gameplay on it, but uh, there's apparently varying stage types. Like some are more like more like a uh like a stage from like Mario Party where it's like you're in this small confined space and you have to eat strawberries and use power-ups to kind of knock everybody else away and stuff like that. And ultimately the goal is to get the biggest fattest Kirby you possibly can. <laughs> and um it's looking really good and uh I don't know that we know the price on that yet. Um we don't have an exact release date either, but I am looking forward to it. Hopefully it's not too expensive maybe 20 to 30 20 to 30 bucks if it's going to be digital only um but uh that's definitely worth keeping an eye on and the trailer for it is absolutely adorable because kirby is like about to eat this this giant cake and um he picks up this like fork this special enchanted fork or whatever and it shrinks him and he's like suddenly like as big as like your your thumb and he's sitting there, like, in this little crater of cake icing, looking up at the cake that was already big to begin with, except now it is like a mountain of of cake, and he just gets this starry, happy-looking <laughs> expression on his face, and it is just absolutely adorable. It's worth checking out the trailer for just to see that. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, maybe you'll get a physical release somewhere down the line, but... I wouldn't necessarily hold my breath on it. But one thing that is getting a physical release after being digital-only in the U.S. for quite some time is the first Bayonetta. And this is getting a physical release on September 30th, so we don't have to wait too much longer for it. Uh, Of course, we've been waiting almost five years for it, so uh, yeah, uh, uh, give or take on that one. But apparently the physical release is going to only run you $29.99. And if you remember, when Bayonetta 2 came out for the Switch, it included the first game as a digital download. And that was a throwback to the Wii U version, which had uh, the Wii U version of Bayonetta 1 on a disc, included with the brand new Bayonetta 2, because Bayonetta 1 was only on, like, PC, PS3, and Xbox 360 at the time. It wasn't on the Wii U until Bayonetta 2 came around. And they brought both games over at once. And quite frankly, that release is probably responsible for um, uh, for the Bayonetta franchise even still being around to this day, much less highly anticipated like it is. And um, if you are wondering why they are suddenly bringing out Bayonetta 1, on a physical release, right here and right now, after all these years, it's because of what they're doing for Bayonetta 3. Because we have finally got the, er, finally gotten the release date for it, and that is October 28th, just in time for Halloween. And they revealed it in a new trailer that, trailer that shows off multiple Bayonettas, as well as a new character called Viola. Of course, it's been a couple of years since I've played Bayonetta, so maybe it's a character I've already familiar with i've just forgotten about but um the action in it it is delightfully bayonetta there's you know riding on some of those uh, demonic beasts and um all sorts of just craziness with angels and demons and stuff like that or it's like this new uh this new uh enemy type i'm trying to i'm trying to remember the name off the top of my head and i can't but basically it's like man-made human machine monstrosities or something like that i don't know and um it looks pretty damn neat and um so basically it's like whatever whatever these uh these enemies are they're basically going to like shatter dimensions or something like that like there's three different dimensions that could potentially all be shattered i guess it's i guess it's heaven hell and and the human world or something like that and um, I may just be completely talking out of my ass right now, but, I mean, you try to decipher the lore of Bayonetta on the fly. It's not easy. (laughs) But um, one thing they have announced is the Bayonetta 3 Trinity Masquerade Edition, which is a special edition from Nintendo, which means all hands on deck. Uh, Scramble, scramble, scramble if you want to get your hands on it. And what it will come with is a 200-page art book, and they have a picture of it up right now. It kind of looks like it's hardback, but I don't want to swear to it. It looks nice. It has, like, a character a character concept art in it. Of course, they only should preview two pages. But it also comes with three alternate covers for Bayonetta's 1, 2, and 3. And here's what Nintendo tweeted out, which is kind of interesting. They said, Bayonetta 3 Trinity Masquerade Edition comes complete with a 200-page art book and three game cases, one for each Bayonetta title, that combine to form panoramic artwork. That's neat. That's my kind of shit. Let me tell you, and it looks neat too. as as the uh, the same the same bayonetta character artwork from the covers, but they have like some different backgrounds to it. You have the uh, red for the first game, blue for the second, and purple for the third. Pretty stuff, pretty stuff. And here's something you may not know about: the pre-orders are open now at GameStop. This is gonna run you ninety bucks, but. The pre-orders are open in stores at GameStop. And as a matter of fact, I just got my pre-order in on uh, both the uh, Bayonetta 1 physical release and the uh, Trinity Masquerade edition of Bayonetta 3. So I am I am pleasantly surprised that this was not a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 special edition uh, fiasco all over again. This was very, very pain-free. <laughs> and, um... I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. It's going to be 90 bucks, Not the cheapest thing in the world, but I think you'll get your money's worth out of it. Especially if it's a 200-page art book. And Looking closer at the picture, it does kind of look like it's a hardback art book. So, why not? And uh, it looks like it also comes with the um, standard insert for the uh, Bayonetta 3 game as well. And it's going to be a physical copy. In there, It's not a digital code. I thought I needed to clarify that after what happened with God of War. Uh, but anyways, that's definitely looking good, so you definitely want to get your pre-orders in at GameStop sooner rather than later. Now, one thing that is coming out a day before the Bayonetta 3, uh, uh, before Bayonetta 3 in general, I should say, uh, is the Sega Genesis Mini 2. It is coming stateside on October 27th, and apparently it is going to be an Amazon exclusive. We're still kind of trying to figure out what exactly is going on with this. But um, there's been some confusion that it's going to be sold by Sega of Japan, and there's like some 20-something dollar import fees on it or something like that or shipping fees because it's coming from Japan, but you can only buy it through Sega on Amazon. It's like, there's some confusing shit about this. So it's probably going to be one of these things where we find out a little bit more later on. But we have a list of some of the titles that are going to be included with it. And if we've uh, talked about these before, forgive me, but we'll just rehash this just to uh, make sure everybody's mind is perfectly clear on these. Okay, so of course this one is going to include some Sega CD games as well as standard Genesis games. And this is going to have the uh, Genesis 2 body style to it. And it's only going to come with one controller apparently, one of the uh, six-button controllers. So uh, you might need to have uh, those Genesis 1 mini-controllers handy as well. But the titles included include Sonic CD... Shining Force, I'm trying to make out the number on that one. Uh, okay, we're we're going full in on this. Uh, it looks like Shining Force CD. Oh, it wasn't a number after all. It was just CD. Uh, Silphied, which is getting some sort of a compilation outside of this release. Uh, that's the Sega CD version of that as well. And um, the last one is... And I just scrolled down by accident. Oh, boy. And the last Sega CD game is too small for me to read, son of a bitch. Anyways, looks like maybe Night Stalkers is on there from the Japanese Sega CD. Uh, Ninja Warriors from Taito is going to be included as well. Uh, They're going to have Afterburner 2, OutRun, the Genesis version of OutRun. We're in the Genesis games now, I should say. OutRunners, uh, Virtual Racing... Super Hang on Sonic Three D Blast because you can't have a Sega console without the uh, Blue Hedgehog. Uh, Shining in the Darkness, Vector Man Two, The Ooze. I, I, when seeing this cover art for the Ooze reminded me, it's like I was wondering what the hell that game was about, but I never actually got around to playing it. And I mean, we're talking about like way back when I was a kid. Anyways, uh, Bonanza Brothers, Alien Soldier uh, Rainbow Islands Extra, uh, Splatterhouse 2, Rolling Thunder 2, Lightning Force, and then you're gonna have some bonus titles in the form of Fantasy Zone and Star Star Mobile. Star Mobile? Star Mobile, I guess it is. Not quite sure about that one. I've never played it. But, um... So far, so good on the lineup. There's going to be 50 games with this, and we've already seen uh, 23, it looks like. So, uh, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled on it. But, um, moving on, we have news on pre-orders of another cave shooter coming from our good friends at Limited Run Games. And this one was announced... During the uh, LRG3 live stream that they did, and I also did a live reaction to it. And I pretty much lost my shit over this because I was expecting these to happen sooner or later, anyways. And uh, here's the first one that being Esp Galuda 2. And the pre orders for this are going to open on July 15th and run through August 14th. And there's going to be four different Escaluda things to choose from. Man, did I actually get that out relatively correctly? Anyways, um, you're going to be able to get the standard edition, which is just the game in the case, and I don't know what it, what else comes with it if it has like a manual or anything. Uh, you can get that for 40 bucks, or you can get the steelbook edition, which has a, a nifty little uh, slipcover with some different alternate artwork on it. As well as a physical copy of the game and a nifty steel book, which has artwork kind of parodying some classic. Oh, let's see, what? I... You know that artwork where, like, the one guy's got his hand out and the other guy's, like, touching it, like, the angelic artwork, like, from, like, some roof in Italy or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an art expert, let me tell you. There's basically a parody version of that on the steel book, and it looks really neat. But that will run you 60 bucks, so $20 more for the slip case and the steelbook. Or for $85, you can get the collector's edition, which has a nice collector's box, the uh, physical game itself, the steelbook. A uh, soundtrack CD, which is like a chiptune arranged version of the soundtrack, so it's not the actual soundtrack from the game, I don't believe. And an 18 by 24 poster and uh the poster looks really neat i mean the contents look pretty neat i mean if you're going to spend you know 40 bucks just to get the game itself i mean you know spending a little bit more to get the uh, soundtrack cd the poster the steel book and everything you know i don't know that if this includes the uh, slipcase or not now that i know now that i look at it might not include the slipcase of course if you're getting the collector's box i suppose you don't need it to begin with but Uh, If you are a uh, collecting purist out there, uh, I've given you another reason to spend another 60 bucks on top 85. (laughs) And uh, let's go for broke with the uh, final special special product for Escaluda, and that is a Switch Arcade Peripheral. And this is just like the one that they uh, did for Mushihime Sama a few months ago, where it is basically this like plastic mini arcade that you can uh, dock, or well, not dock for like video output, but just basically you can toss in the Switch system itself and you can mount a, uh, a Joy-Con, a single Joy-Con in front of it. And it basically makes a little mini Tate mode arcade cabinet. Neat. Shit, let me tell you. And this one's got some neat artwork on the side. It's like bright yellow, so it's kind of keeping uh, in theme with the uh, Escaluda color scheme. And there's also a little slot on the side for you to plug in a power cable if you want to. And there's like a little t- light-up 25-cent uh, like coin slot on the front of it. Neat stuff, and it's only 40 bucks. Not bad, not bad. And... um. Like I said, that will be uh, opening on July 15th, so tomorrow. And it will run through August 14th. And uh, they're also going to do one for Dodonpachi Resurrection, I believe it is. One of the Dodonpachi uh, uh, games from Cave. And um, uh, that will probably be a little bit later this year. Because basically the three that are on the Switch right now that are not Death Smiles um, have basically all gotten physical releases or are getting physical releases from Limited Run. So it's going to happen. Whatever on the Switch as far as Dodonpachi goes is what's going to get a physical release from Limited Run next. I just can't remember exactly which one it was because I've never played a Dodonpachi. I don't think. No, actually maybe I played it on a cell phone. Anyways. Now the last thing I have to talk about is actually an exclusive from FOMOZMOFO. Uh looks like we might know when another shmup in the form of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid burst forth Choro Gone Breath. Uh, we know will or we know when this will be coming out. And I actually stumbled onto this when I was surfing on Best Buy. Because we've known this game's coming out in the U.S., we just haven't known when. And now that question has apparently been narrowed down to a release window between August 17th and the 26th. I was on uh, BestBuy.com checking out uh, games in, you know, in uh, release order or you know, rele- you know, coming soon, uh, new releases and stuff like that. I sort things like that when I'm surfing BestBuy.com just to make sure there isn't anything I've missed as far as like keeping an eye on. And um, when I was scrolling through, I happened to notice that Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid uh, appeared between games that are releasing on August 17th and on the 26th. So it looks like it's going to be a mid-to-late uh, August release for that uh, anime adaptation, which I'm surprised... It's even coming out over here to begin with, uh, much less getting a physical release, and um, that will run you forty bucks, I believe. And um, the impressions of it have actually been really good, maybe a little bit on the short side, but um, overall impressions are that it's actually really good. And that's a shmup too, so yeah, you know that's uh, that's going to get bought. Well, that will do it for Collecting News. Back in a moment with new releases. Okay, let's see. Uh, ready? Ready? All righty. Just checking through. We need to retweet my post for the show. And do that one more time. And then we will get rolling with new releases. <laughs> Okie And that will do it for getting those things sorted out. One quick swig. Okay. Time to say the line like I usually do. Let's talk new releases. And first and foremost, we have The Return of Klonoa. In the Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, which is a full-scale remake of Klonoa 1 and 2. And this is out now on Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox for $39.99. And this is one of those titles where uh, Bandai Namco really didn't do much of anything to promote the fact that it was coming out. It's uh, just kind of one of those things where you really had to pay attention... Otherwise, you are going to completely miss it. And one thing that I completely missed, because, again, they haven't been promoting this thing the way they should have, is that there is a demo available, and uh, and didn't get a chance to check it out before doing the show, but uh, it's out there, it's on Switch, and uh, probably the other platforms as well. Uh, Unfortunately, this is digital only in the U.S., um... Unfortunately, uh, you're going to have to go the import route if you want a physical copy. And it really sucks because Bandai Namco's games on Switch are actually really good. And the ones that haven't gotten a physical release are ones that I'd love to see get a physical release over here. You know, the, the uh, two Sword Art Online games are really good. Um, uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors 3 Deluxe Edition is excellent. That was on my... Uh, Ten hidden gem switch games episode of the podcast so go back and check that one out if you uh are curious about it and um let's see the story of seasons with Doraemon was also digital only and that's there's a sequel coming out too and I, I guess that's going to be digital as well I haven't seen any news on a physical release unfortunately but um You know, Klonoa is one of those games where it's like, you know, I played it. I still have it, actually. But, you know, I played it as a kid, and, you know, I really loved it. It was such an imaginative, you know, visually, you know, bright, colorful 3D platformer game. And, um, you know, apparently, you know, I'm not sure what the... uh, impending release, or the actual, I guess, it's out right now, I should say, of uh, the Fantasy Referee series has done, but um, apparently that game is highly sought after from uh, PS1 collectors, Uh, because it goes for about 500 bucks. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, if you got that one uh, sitting in a uh, Rubbermaid tub in your garage or something, uh, you might want to dig that one out and stick it on eBay. Moving on, we have a new DLC character for Demon Slayer's, the, the Hinokami Chronicles. And uh, that is the uh, introduction of Tengen Uzui, which you can buy standalone for 5 bucks, or you can get the character pass for 25 I want to say. Um, I haven't played Demon Slayer yet. I've heard good things about it, including the, uh, the Switch release, which apparently runs at like 30 frames per second. And it's got all the, you know, nice cell shading to it as well. And I think when I did the show uh, talking about it coming to the Switch several months ago, I accidentally credited Bandai Namco with doing it when it's actually a Sega game. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that character is out now. It's five bucks. If um, if you play uh, Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles, uh, you might want to pick it up. Now, moving on, we have news of a new DJ Max game coming out. As a matter of fact, it's already out, and it is DJ Max Respect 5, or V, however you want to call it. And um, I didn't see this on PS4 or PS5, but uh, maybe it's already been out on there for a while. But it has come to the Xbox system's. And it's also on Game Pass. So you gotta love that. Uh, it is 50 bucks if you want to virtually rent it. Going back to what we were talking about with Ubisoft. Uh, or you can just uh, get Game Pass and play it on there. It has 150 tracks and some unique music videos as well. I'm a sucker for a good rhythm game. Especially, uh, you know, something like that. Um... Uh, let's see... I am I was trying to... I was going blank on rhythm games. Oh, uh, like Hatsune Miku. I love the uh, Hatsune Miku Project Diva games. Those are, like, some of the best on the Switch and PS4 and PS3 and Vita. I mean, those are, like, excellent rhythm games. Regardless as to how you feel about uh, Vocaloid music, they're good stuff, let me tell you. And, um... Let's see, moving on, because this was a uh, slow week for new releases. There were a couple of uh, smaller arcade port re-releases on PlayStation, but I think that was about it. That was really worth even noting. But the last more significant release of the week is Matchpoint Tennis Championships, which I believe is out on all three platforms. I think I saw it on Switch earlier this week. And the standard edition of it is... 50 bucks, and you can also get a bundle with the Legends DLC for 55 which would save you 2 bucks over buying the DLC separately and the game separately because the standalone DLC is $7. And the Legends that come with it are Tommy Haas and Tim Henman. And, um, truth be told, I really haven't done any sort of checking into on these games, but... Or, at least on the, uh, Match Point Tennis Championships game I should say. But um you know generally speaking I'm a sucker for a good tennis game. You know I loved uh Virtua Tennis when I was um you know playing the Dreamcast more regularly. Um I want to say I played the demo of that. Like they had like one like a single a single set uh demo of it on one of the Dreamcast demo discs. And I'd play that over and over again if I remember correctly. It's been a long time, though. But, um, I wonder when Virtua Tennis is ever going to make a comeback. I mean, it's got to happen sooner or later, right? Maybe not. Who knows? Well, like I said, it was a slow week for new releases. There were a couple arcade ports for, like, 1945 Striker, I want to say. And, um, those are on... PlayStation 4 and 5, I believe. Or at the very least, PlayStation 4. But quite frankly, that was about it. It was a slow week for new releases. Now let's talk about pickups and impressions. And uh, we aren't done talking about shmups yet because my uh, one pickup for the week is Death Smiles 1 Plus 2, the physical version of this. This came out digitally last year, I want to say, or at the beginning of this year. I can't remember which. Maybe it was like right after Christmas, right before Christmas. Anyways, maybe it was like December 24th. For some reason, that date's kind of popping into my head. But, uh, you know, I always wanted to get a physical version of the game, and it was kind of one of those like strictly limited games over internationally, or you had to go the Asian import route. And finally, we actually got a, excuse me, we actually got a physical release from, uh, I want to say it's Crescent Media, could be wrong about that one, and uh, let me tell you, they did a bang up job on the physical version of this. It includes, you know, the game itself on a cartridge. um It says 1.0, there wasn't any updates to download. I'm not sure if there's any, um, any revisions that were made in the digital version that aren't included with this. I don't know I don't know about that. I haven't gone back and compared notes on that. But when you put the uh, physical version in the switch, if you have the digital one, uh it does not share the same icon or save data it's it, it creates its own different one with the same artwork so uh be sure to keep track of which one's which if you bought it digitally and you're double dipping but um anyways mo- uh, what they included with it besides the uh the physical game is a full color uh instruction manual for uh both games was well, all in one And um, they also included reversible cover art. And it kept all the proper branding, but basically it shows the cover art without the logos. And uh, it's pretty neat. I mean, I would have liked it if they had left the Miles OnePlus 2 logo itself on there and just skipped all the uh, ESRB branding and stuff like that and company logos and whatnot. Um, But it looks really, really good. Uh, and last but certainly not least, they included, uh, three surprisingly large art cards along with it, featuring, uh, key art from both games. It's an artwork that you're probably familiar with if you've paid attention to the Death Miles games throughout the years, and, um, I forgot the name of the, uh, manga artist that, that did the artwork, but it is gorgeous, and, um... The art cards are surprisingly big because they go the, the entire length, you know, the top to bottom length of the uh the Switch game case. Which kind of made me curious as to whether or not the uh PS4 version would have like more like 4x6 sized um art ca- uh artwork on uh included with them. And I thought about I don't know how many times I would be triple dipping, quadruple dipping. I I've, double dipping. I don't know anymore. Anyways, I thought about picking up the PS4 version just in case they had some different art cards along with it. And you know, I thought about it. And it was like, eh, I don't know. I don't need to do this. And um, now I'm kind of having a little bit of uh, a little bit of FOMO because uh, for some reason Amazon has raised the price of the PS4 version, five bucks. It was, I mean, both of these games, you know, $39.99 normally. But uh, after launch, Amazon, and it's shipped and sold by Amazon, they bumped the price up five bucks on the PS4 version, but not the Switch version. So it's kind of weird about that. Uh, Don't know why they would do that, but might need to wait for a sale on that one. But thankfully, the games themselves are absolutely excellent. You know, so much Halloween charm to uh, Death Miles 1, and then Christmas horror charm to the the second one. Uh, Pretty much buy it for the first and enjoy whatever you want out of the second one if you want. The first one's the classic. The second one kind of has mixed reviews to it. But... um, in the second one, you're fighting Satan Claws. <laughs> and it's some demonic Santa Claus knockoff or whatever. Ah, uh, fun shit. Great games, though. Great games. And, um... Yeah, if you want... And this does not include the uh, the DLC, the uh, extra character DLC. I don't know if the... Uh, ooh. Now that I think about it, I don't know if the DLC works with the physical version, or if it's just exclusive to the... Digital version, or if and you have to double dip if you get the physical version. I don't know. That's a damn good question. I did not check into that actually, and I might have to once I uh, get off the uh, get off the air. And unfortunately, that's probably going to be pretty soon because I am basically out of show. And I would like to thank you for listening to FOMO MOFO for any, if all, of the uh, last six months, and here's to plenty, plenty more. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Fomos Mofo is now available on Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Audible, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, you're listening here, Deezer, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and GeoSwan. And if you feel so inclined, uh, please be sure to leave the show a uh, preferably five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because it helps greatly with the visibility of the show. And uh, that helps out quite a bit. And I appreciate it. I appreciate any retweets and stuff like that you want to do because uh, the show's small. It doesn't have a uh, major website to, uh, to branch off from. So, I need all the help I can get. You can follow FOMOZAMOFO on Twitter at FOMOZAMOFO or my personal account at Blue Swim and get closed lined by Wrestling Gifts. Well, that will do it, everybody. I hope you have a great rest of the week and weekend, and happy collecting, everybody. Peace. Well, it started out a little rough because of the technical difficulties and the net dropping out there at the beginning, but hopefully it rebounded reasonably well and uh, let me tell you, if it sounded like I was having fun ranting about Ubisoft it's like I don't take pleasure in teeing off on any of these companies, but you know, if you don't get upset with them, if you don't call them out on their bullshit, they're just gonna walk all over you You know? Seriously, though, you have to wonder how tone-deaf somebody has to be to make those kinds of decisions without thinking, you know, this is really going to be stupid for people and they are going to be pissed. Seriously. Oh, boy. Well, I guess I gotta go edit this beast of a podcast so i will talk to you all in i guess about a week or so maybe next not this coming weekend but next weekend for episode 21 of fomo's a mofo and um thank you for listening and like i said i hope you have a great rest of the week and weekend and then uh next week on top of that or whenever i do the show next and sometimes it's just I, I try to do it, like, every week, but sometimes, you know, my schedule just doesn't allow for it. Or when I do have some time, I am just drained. Oh, boy. Well, whenever I see you, I'll see you, And, uh, hopefully it won't be too much longer than a week. Or maybe it'll be next... Well, I don't know. Anyways, we'll, we'll shoot for Saturday after next. So... I'll see you for episode 21, and uh, take care, everybody. Peace.